0: and Huey we tackle life podcast.
1: That I'm a kingmaker. I'll never be the king. Nope. I'll never be the star nope. of the show. But no. apparently, I lift everybody up. Yep. Well, I of exactly course am the main all reason. Is, uh,
0: all you do is give, give, give.
1: <laughs> I, I'm of course the main reason why Sean McDonough, not anything to do with his talent, got Monday Night Football. Of course. 100.
0: What else would you like to accomplish? No, it's, not, uh, it's not what I accomplish. No, what? Well, I mean, For you? As behind the scenes. I mean, now that you've uh, given us a stunning garage door, the King made, you've made us kings, well, kings of the garage I'm gonna door. I'm going to make it
1: look like an accident, but I'm going to ram my car through that front
0: putrid door of yours that is absolutely horrendous. Well, and- I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrendous. I have people now telling me on the podcast, "Hey, we need a picture of the front door." It just, we yeah, you, you oh. might have to. It's just a hospital green front door, and it doesn't oh. it, like
1: it. I get the girls wanting that color. It's a happy
0: color. They say it's. A That's not life. a happy
1: color. It's a de- oh. depressing. Just like it is. me. It's like, here comes my nurse and, to take my blood pressure at four a.m. So you and I have had this conversation before, mm-hmm. and I need advice. Okay. Since I have made you king of all radio in Columbus, drive time radio. Not yet. We haven't gotten. There. Are you number not one yet? White quite yet. Not yet. No, not, not after a week. I'm not. <laughs> I don't That's think. Surprising. Let's start picking it up, buddy. I know. I'm slacking. <laughs> so I was thinking, and I want to see if you remember this conversation. And I think it was right when I kind of got out of football and was getting into radio. And mm-hmm. spruce, I'm having trouble with being a fan. I can't take it. It's awful. I do it's remember. It's the worst. It yeah. is. This is the worst. I cannot watch the Vikings anymore. I'm done. D-U-N. Done. <laughs> As Tom Brenneman to say. you will make a
0: second appearance in the podcast today with Philip Rivers. No, I'm just... Well, <laughs> Philip Rivers, D-U-N. Done. What happened? Oh, he's awful. He's awful. Uh, I'll see him
1: next week against yeah. your Bengals. Okay, so. well, he won't be awful against them. Well, here's them. my thing. Um, I, I just... They break your heart. And there's nothing you can do, at least as mm-hmm. a player. And I have sleepless nights. At least I know okay, I can go back to work and try to correct the wrongs and mm-hmm. make sure that doesn't happen again, or I can play better, or I can do this. There's some control. As a fan, there's zero. Zero. I have nothing. Nope. I sit there in anguish and thinking of my brother. And, you know, people that don't know, Rick is my only brother. So we have a vi- I, you very know tight. very, very tight unique body. and close and Type bond. It's almost like twins type thing yeah. where, I f- I mean I feel every emotion now. Thank goodness he signed an extension. As the Vikings are off to a roaring one and four start, Ooh. I don't know if that means anything, but you know if he gets fired, which I don't think he will, but if he did, at least he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. um But that that they just keep throwing games away. That's they threw the Titans game away. I mean literally losing games, and it's exhausting. And so I need advice. What, Like, you're back on the Browns bandwagon. I no, hope. I'm
0: cautious now. I'm still cautious <laughs> because, you know, they got rolled by the Ravens in the season opener. Now they're going to yeah. Pittsburgh, and that's going to be a barometer. So it's like, okay, really good team on the road. Let's see what you can do. Really good team on the road. Yeah. Now, they did beat and That was impressive, but Phillip Rivers really helped them. And uh, I just want to see what it looks like after Sunday in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, and Indy's a, a really pretty good team, good Bruce. defensive I mean, team,
0: and they're good offense.
1: He just had a bad, off, he had an off day. They've
0: yeah. been having trouble, according to Adam Archuleta and whoever Adam's partner is, I forget. Uh, they've had trouble getting a downfield passing game. That was the element they were lacking against the Browns. Jonathan Taylor's pretty good. Yeah, well, he's pretty good. Yeah, why
1: well, not surprising. I mean, yeah. when you leading running in Big Ten for, for a lot three, of years, three or, straight years, yeah. So, anyway. Um, I I just uh, I'm renouncing my fandom.
0: For well, the week at I least. I don't don't know chapter and verse what happened yesterday to Rick's squad. What happened? I beat by the Seahawks last night again. Oh, that I, was Russell Wilson's great last second yeah, drive. of course. Yes. Okay, yeah. And the last and the Seahawks you know, are five and zero, oh, so they've done that to everybody. But that's unfortunate. They're five and zero oh because of Russell Wilson. Yes, they Without
1: are. Russell Wilson, their mediocre team. So that goes to show you the importance mm-hmm. of getting that guy in a difficulty. Of finding that guy, and I do believe the Browns have that guy for what they have around him, and he's playing really well. And I'm really impressed with both uh, uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and, and because they're winning, right? And so everybody's happy, mm-hmm. and they're not complaining about mm-hmm. getting the ball. And they just have to stay that course, right? It's all about the team because great things could be happening. They have, they have. A really good offensive line. They do? I mean, a really good offensive line. And people either love Baker or hate Baker. There's no in between with him. I happen to think he is great for what they're trying to do with that offense. He's a better case Keenum. And so we know what Mm -hmm. case Keenum was able to do with a pretty good offense with the Bay. He's better than case, obviously. So anyway. He um, wasn't the
0: first half, not in the second, but he was in the first half. Okay. All right. He, two good. of nine for nineteen yards and two picks in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I, I I get that. I understand, but the bottom line is they win. They did the game. Good it, teams though don't need their quarterback to put them in that kind of situation. And
1: good teams also, when their quarterback does put them in that situation, find a way to right. still to they win. Did. So that's a good team. So let's give the Browns a little bit of credit. I'm just uh, cautious till I see. what I know. Happens I understand Sunday. because you've been. How many I've times have you've been burned
0: by well, like see. you've 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 come back, back in '99. Right? They made the playoffs once. So. But you came back with them, didn't you? When you after you took the walk, I did not come back with them immediately because I knew they were an expansion team and they would just lose a lot. But once Butch Davis got there, I came back. Okay, then been then what happened? ever since. <laughs> he had a nervous breakdown, and only mirrored my own, giving them the place of prominence in my heart. Ah, uh, yes. and, and did the SEC take some Big Twelve pills? Wow, or what? they must have. I watched that Alabama Mississippi game. That's awful. It is couldn't stop Mississippi at all. No, it's, that, it's I don't think that's just Lane Kiffin knowing what Nick Saban hates to no. try to play defense against. That one was 63 to 48. Mississippi had 647 yards of offense and lost. I know. Bama wow. was amazing on offense too with Najee Harris and Mac Jones, yeah. Devontae Smith, and uh, Jalen Waddell. They got players on offense, but it seems like the SEC can't play any defense either.
1: No, Missouri LSU.
0: Boy Clemson can play defense, man. Did they th- shut Miami down? Yeah, Clemson's a good team. Clemson's really good. Travis right, Etienne. Whew, yeah. Wow, is Travis Etienne good?
1: They're 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 gonna be a tough out.
0: Yeah, they are. They're getting better on defense. Their corners were spectacular yeah. on Saturday night. All, All right, right
1: athletes, man. All right. I'm sorry. I Chris, just had to get that uh, off. I had to get that off. Back from the
0: Meadowlands where you watched Kyler Murray and the Cardinals beat the Jets. You got a chance to say hi to your friend Dave Pash and I uh, did
1: not. Dave is in Arizona broadcasting the game. From their
0: radio Oh, really? They don't come to the uh, road games? Visiting radio and doesn't travel. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, sorry about that, but All you right. got a chance to fall a little bit deeper in love with Kyler Murray, did you?
1: I... Yeah, I love Kyler Murray. Oh, he played bad the past two weeks, and their offense was much better, and I'm thinking that if you need to get healthy mentally for a football team, the Jets are the antidote. <laughs>
0: They're the answer, man. <laughs> No, <laughs> they did, did LeBeon Bell trouble himself to play? Yeah. I saw he was
1: cleared. Yeah, he, he he played hard. Okay. Uh it's just they're not good. They're just they have a lot of people hurt and the guys that they do have, they're just not not a very good football team. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just not good. And Kyler Murray was running the ball and throwing it like he was supposed to. They took some shots downfield. Chase Edmonds, who people don't know about. I liked Chase Edmonds last year. Um over David Johnson, do you remember Chase Edmonds being a Cardinal fan that you are? I don't remember David of, Johnson. Running back out of Fordham. Uh, can't afford him. Can you? There you go. <laughs> I heard that on King of Queens one time. Nice. Obscure uh, favorite nice. sitcom reference. Uh, the other thing, I think the other thing with, and then, you know, the one thing I've noticed, and this is why I love two running back systems, mm-hmm. and you see this when, when Chubb was healthy and kareem hunt when you see one guy get going and you get your second chance that other guy really gets it going like I Kenyon drake yesterday who's a fine running back for mm-hmm. the cardinals great pickup by them and this is i think this can apply to all sorts of businesses too right i, I just really think i believe in competition so much and not saying somebody's better than you but trying to live up to everybody and, and competing. And there's nothing wrong with competition. I think as a society, I really do, we tried to eliminate so much competition in this world that we soften ourselves in a lot of ways that we uh, live and compete and work and all that stuff because it's just, you know, competition... In some places, is considered bad. When I think it's the, it's the the root of growth. Yeah, to me, no doubt. So to get back to my point, Chase Edmond gets in there, gets going. King and Drake, who was struggling, he got in there. He changed his whole running style. And I was pointing this out because when he was in there first, he was going east west, you know, trying to get outside, make people miss. Then I made a comment, "Hey, twenty nine is playing pretty well. You get your shot, buddy." I'd start advising one cut and hit it hit man. it up in there and yeah. boy did he do that it was it, it was fun to see and gratifying as an analyst because you you know i i don't know these things for sure but after years of experience and talking to mm-hmm. players i know the mindset of what i would do or what a lot of former uh, competitors of mine would do
0: yeah well that's when it's fun to do what you do in your on your own grading scale well, you were asking yeah. me before uh, we started this morning about how my show on 98.9 is going, and I told you that, you know, it's it's fine. I just feel like I know there's a rhythm out there that I haven't hit yet, and as a, somebody who does this, we evaluate little nuances of our own performance that other people don't right. really
1: catch. Or know, right. Yeah. Um The other one was uh, you talk about evaluating your own performance, and I, I evaluate when I when I do bad and make mistake. Uh, last week, I had a Cardinals game. I called Kyler Murray, Kyler Murphy one time, which irritates the heck out of me, but made the correction. And that's another thing that I do, and I think some announcers don't like it. Some announcers do. Like if I mispronounce a name or make a mistake, I want either somebody in the truck or my partner to correct the mistake. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, a gratifying moment for me was the Cardinals. First Time in the red zone, I said, Kyler Murray's gonna run the ball, he's most effective running the ball in short yardage and goal line. Sure enough, zone read, tucks it and goes. Yeah, I saw that touchdown. And you, ha- and, and you just have to, yeah, you just have to. For the Jets, you, I mean, you have to. Th- I don't know why they're not thinking like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 but uh, New Jersey's a different place, everybody Is, outside sh- masked. Really? Massed up. Everybody outside. It's mandatory? No, it's okay. just, just their mindset. mindset. Okay, Just the different mindsets in different parts of the country. Now I'm going to Indy this week, and I know they're supposed to have 12,000 people at the game. So
0: hmm. Interesting. Uh, welcome to an October 12th edition We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, we'll get into the Browns a little bit more. Andy Dalton's going to get his shot in Dallas. That was uh, very unfortunate and gruesome for Dak Prescott. Bengals got run on the road at Baltimore. And we'll talk a bit more college football as well. A reminder, first of all, this is open enrollment time. Chris was talking about competition and how we minimize it some. Don't minimize it when it comes to picking your health insurance. Let AUI Info give you all the breakdown on who's best for you. Not everybody's health insurance is the same, and not everybody's health insurance should be the same. Some are stronger with uh, you know early child wellness and things like that. Some stronger at, uh, you know, when you get in your 50s and 60s, Chrissy and the AUI team know all the ins and outs, know all the doctors, the copays, the hospitals, the coverage you want balanced against the cost. Anyone in Ohio can be helped by AUI. You're already paying for a health insurance consultant, whether you get it on healthcare.gov or wherever, but AUI, they get paid by the health insurance company. So avail yourself of their expertise. It is free to you, AUIinfo.com. Man, I hated to watch that Dak Prescott thing. It's football's a physical game. We sometimes forget that it is. We've mm-hmm. seen it with Joe Theismann. We've seen it with Nick Mullins at Mississippi State. Seen it with lots and lots of people. And Alex Dak, Smith. Alex Smith. Saw it in the NBA with Gordon Hayward. Those gruesome injuries. And Dak had surgery last night. Dislocated ankle and compound fracture. And now it's Andy Dalton's show in Dallas.
1: Red rifle. Red rifle. In return.
0: He's return. He's got weapons on offense. He does.
1: And that goes to show you the important investment a backup quarterback is. Because of the nature of the game, and we all know the brutality of the game. Uh, I think that's something that we, at the same time, both love and hate. Right? <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. To me, it is. Yeah. I hate seeing players getting uh. hurt. I, it's it didn't bother me when I was playing because maybe just because I was used to it. Mm-hmm. But announcing now, when I see guys get hurt in, in the games that I do, it just I hate it because I, I know what they're going through. Um, what. The other thing that bothers me and uh I don't know if I could say this out loud, but I'm going to. Well, I'll take a shot. You
0: got a good gig at Fox. Think about uh, it. Think about no, it.
1: No, it's it's simple. I, I okay. just you know, I had a uh it's in the book, so it's I've already publicly stated it okay. that if a guy gets like nicked and they lay on the field and the trainers come running out, then the guy sprints off the field yeah. and he's back in and two plays later.
0: Is that wrong, that that bothers me so much? That's the uh, Paul Pierce miraculous recovery. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, taking off the cord on a wheelchair and then runs back in. That's the ultimate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose you could get the wind knocked out of you or something. I've and... had the wind
1: knocked out of me many times. Yeah. It never took a knee. You never got me down, Ray. There you go. you, you go. never go. got me down. You got me down, Ray. You know what that movie is. It Raging Bull. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, very good, sir. Uh, the uh, Bengals yesterday, speaking of raging bulls, the uh, Ravens were coming after him like uh, the Bulls in Pamplona. Joe Burrow sacked seven times, hit 14 times. Bengals' offensive line's terrible. He holds it too long. Yeah, he's
1: got to learn to get, get rid, of, rid of, it. of the ball, Joe Burrow. I think he's going to. I mean, yeah. for his own personal safety. And if the Bengals want to protect, the investment, in a guy that's going to be a pretty good player in the future when it's all said and done, you've got to get rid of the football. And it's not like college. And you're not going to be able – percentages are that you're going to get hurt. I don't want to sit here and say he's going to get hurt, but that's just the reality of the situation. Yes, it is. So I'll get to see the Bengals uh, this week against the Colts, so I'm excited about that, and we'll see. I'm excited to see him play. I really am. I haven't watched him closely. I watched him a couple games. Watched him against the Browns. I watched him on film one game, but I was looking at the other team, so I wasn't paying that much attention. I'll have a good hard look at the Bengals by Wednesday's podcast, so I'll be able to break it down pretty good for you on where they're good and where they need to get better.
0: You will not see DJ Reader. He looks like he's out for the year. They're big free agent signing. Defense actually played okay. People were saying they played well. I'm not going to say you played well when you gave up 27 points. 17 early, yeah. but when, you know, Lamar Jackson, 180 passing, three rushing, so they did do some good things defensively. Jesse Bates is really good. I'll be interested to see what you think of Jesse Bates after you watch him.
1: Yeah, he's he's overall, he's pretty good. I've seen him play really well at times and seen him not so well, but uh, I think for the most part, yeah, he's a good player. I believe he was a second-round draft pick out of Wake Forest, well, if I'm not yep, mistaken. Correct. So, Yeah, I'm just looking forward to, the, to seeing that team as a whole. I don't know. What's AJ Green? Is he is he still playing for the Bengals or?
0: Well, uh, he was out there for the first half. Then he was sitting on the sidelines with a hamstring injury that apparently goes back to training camp. Uh, and he was seen on the sidelines talking, and it sure looked like he said, "Just trade me." That was the lip, you know, minor league lip lip readers. Just trade me. In other words, you, Did know, you see not it? it? I saw it, and it. If could you confirm? It's that? one of. No, I can't. My brother could because he's deaf and he reads lips. He could tell me exactly <laughs> what he said, which used to be come in handy when a major league baseball argument broke out, and my brother would just start laughing, and I'd be like, "What did he say?" He's like, "Oh, I can't repeat it." But uh, I mean, AJ Green, he looks frustrated, but he he made a business decision on one of Joe Burrow's. Interceptions and it was a terrible decision by Joe. He was under pressure. He tried to throw it away, he tried to throw it away over the middle, which that's not the place to throw it away. He threw right. it away over AJ's head. It was intercepted by Marcus Peters, and AJ just looked like all of a sudden he was, you know, going to shadow Marcus Peters as far as Marcus Peters ran. He ran alongside him, but didn't make any attempt to tackle him, which when you're not producing, even if you're a seven time Pro Bowler, Bengals fans are going to focus on that. And so it's yeah, I don't it's know how. trending toward ugly in Cincinnati where Joe Burrows had no problem forging a simpatico relationship with T. Higgins and with Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And he just is not on the same page with A.J. Green. That's,
1: yeah, I I, I think I don't think he's for long in. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, it's evident he doesn't want to be there. Let's, let's stop us What is his, his trade
0: value? Is like nil because of his injuries. Yeah. You're not getting a two for him. Mm, no. I wouldn't give it to him. No, uh, of course not. I mean, cause I if he's healthy maybe.
1: I don't know if he's healthy or what his story. I think he's very frustrated just watching games and watching uh movements and
0: But neither Boyd nor Higgins are what AJ Green could be, which is a deep threat. Now maybe Burrow doesn't have a chance to throw it deep because he's doesn't you know, have time. under <laughs> duress all the time. That I could see, but it's you know, he's Ravens a, are a good team. Ravens are very good. My
1: Super Bowl. Uh, but
0: I mean, y- team. You're by getting the way. Even, a, you tell me, a bad NFL team, knowing you're playing the Ravens, you know what's coming. They're going to blitz you, okay? So don't you prep. Especially a rookie quarterback. Don't you prep all week for that? Yeah. And they ran empty set after empty set well, if in the run, backfield.
1: if you run empty set, then you got to get rid of the football. Yeah, there's, there's blitz reads. And then if they're playing tight press man, I didn't see the game. I'll watch it this week. Uh, if they're playing tight press man, meaning the defenders for those that don't, speak football language but are a fan of it tight press man is when a defender is right on the line of scrimmage on the guy that he's covering to go out for a pass so there's either blitz reads versus zone blitz where the receiver and quarterback have to be on the same page there's blitz reads when there's man press coverage when the receiver and quarterback have to be on the same page and then your receivers uh, have to be able to win their individual one-on-one battles and if they don't it's over you're done That's just the way it is, and that's why when you get down inside the 20-yard line, you see so many teams blitz, right, because you force the quarterback to make a quick decision, Mm -hmm. and Bruce, you being around a long time and being around me a long time, I always talk about the 12th defender that you pick up, it's that back line of the end zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so.
0: So Bengals 27-3. to uh, They have the Colts. The Colts were very impressive against the Browns' rushing attack. It does not have Nick Chubb at the moment. He's out for about six weeks. We still have Kareem Hunt, and the Browns couldn't run it, and it looked like they knew they couldn't run it given the Colts' look, and so they just put it on Baker Mayfield early. He got the ball out. He had a really wow. good first half, 19-28, of 28, uh, two touchdowns, and then the Colts got to him in the second half, but it really came down to Baker Mayfield – didn't make the kinds of mistakes. He made mistakes, but he right. didn't make the kinds of mistakes Philip Rivers made with a pick six and an intentional grounding from the end zone, which the Colts had come back, had gotten right in the right. game, had the ball, chance to drive down and go, and Philip Rivers just, I mean, Miles Garrett rushed him and he panicked. He Miles
1: Garrett's him. just playing off the charts yeah, he by is. the way. Their um, defense picked up the offense in the second it half did. yesterday. Right. It so, did, and that's what it takes, right? Cuz you're you know, eventually somebody's going to make plays on you, and there's one side of the ball or special teams or whatever that's going to have to step up and contribute because there's going to be times where you're not going to dominate the whole game. Yeah, the, the, the most uh,
0: defense picked up not just Plus the offense, the but Jets the special teams. Or the Giants. Special teams gave up a kickoff return touchdown, which that's usually you get one of those, you win the game. But the Colts did not win because it came down to 3rd and 9, 2.30 to go. And the Browns had not run it well. they hand it off to Ernest Johnson he goes into the line he gets hit he bounces it outside and he runs for 28 yards yeah. and then that's the game pretty much the Browns go down kick a field goal with like 20 seconds left to get up two scores uh I don't think Philip Rivers could have driven the Colts down the field to score a touchdown down 29 to 23 uh, in the last two minutes. He just uh, didn't, didn't look to me like he had that in I don't,
1: him. yeah there's no Russell Wilson.
0: So I just, I'll be interested to see what you, I, I'm a, you know me, I've always been a big Phillip Rivers fan, yeah. but he just, man, that pick six was horrible. Yeah. And they got Jacoby Brissett. I I kind of think Jacoby Brissett, he's not a star, but I think he's got more arm than Rivers.
1: Mm, he might have more arm, but uh, I've watched some Colts games and Phillip Rivers has looked pretty good. Okay. But three he and two. Yeah. he does have a how about this word? Propensity for interceptions oh, or making it. stupid throws? Yeah, he does. <laughs> so that, that's my Bruce Hooley school there of you go.
0: dictionary. Nice.
1: You're welcome, sir.
0: Uh Browns are four and one for the first time since ninety four. Ninety five is when they left Cleveland. Yeah. They won a playoff game in ninety four. I'm on 11 I'm in. And five.
1: I've got to, I forgot to find a new team. I renounce. You renounce the Vikings? I renounce the Vikings. Shunning the Vikings? <laughs> they re- No, because they renounced me. Because they break my heart. It kills me.
0: I didn't sleep last night. You think I'd be over this? I, I will tell people, this is no joke. Um, just in football terms, just in football terms, I have never seen you as upset about anything in football as you are when the Vikings are on the cusp of doing something great, transformative. The loss Brett Favre's interception that kept him out of the Super Bowl. Coming out of a timeout with twelve men. And the field goal yak. Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh Wide left against Seattle. Seattle. Because you want to see your brother it's just that yeah. it's
1: just it's it's brutal. That's 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 the problem. I think I can handle being a fan if I didn't have an emotional investment yeah. with the family member. Yeah. And that's a problem. It's
0: just, you know, it's just it's not working, Rick. Once you get a new line of work so I don't have to suffer. So uh the Steelers Sunday against the Browns. Steelers are four and out. Is it Chase Claypool, the kid from Notre Dame? Yeah. The two touchdowns Number receiving, 11, one right? rushing. Yeah. They always seem to find young receivers. They do a really good job really, with receivers. Really good uh, GM there. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, Saturday night Did you catch any of that? Clemson, Miami 42-17, man did they look good (laughs) They look really good Miami's not bad, I mean it's one of those games where you Watch and you think Okay, Miami's probably way overrated I I don't think Miami's way overrated I think Miami's a top 10 team Clemson's that good, yeah they are And it's going to be interesting in the ACC because Notre Dame And North Carolina are good teams I don't know how good But they're both good teams They're top 15 teams and Clemson will have to play them both. So
1: we know through history, because you and I both study history, we know that there's a term out there, Clemsonine,
0: right? Is there not? There used to be. I'm not sure there is now. <laughs> but there used to be. There used to be like the Browns. They find a way to lose.
1: And like the Ohio State Buckeyes, either the Iowa or Purdue, where yeah. there's just that one game. Nope. Like, Why? What? Nope. what is this? This is not what we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're pretty good. They're experienced. Uh, Dabo does a great job. I mean, people can criticize Dabo all they want. He's a great football coach, and his young guys believe in him. And he's a really good leader, and they play well, and he understands the value of quarterbacks and being able to get that guy. Uh, first of all, see Deshaun Watson. Then you see uh, Trevor Lawrence. Remember, he made the tough decision to start Trevor Lawrence as a true freshman, yeah. and another guy... Ended up transferring. I forget his name. Kelly Bryant. Kelly, yeah, transferring. Who was Kelly? Was a good player. He was
0: just got him to the playoffs. Yeah, but not good enough, right? I assume that uh, David and uh, the Bowden family are referring to you, not to me. Here, great football knowledge from Mister Football. Oh, thank you, David. His stellar career at Maslin predated the actual awarding of the Mister Footballer. I'm (laughs) sure you would have won it in the state of Ohio. Uh, Let me remind you folks about Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They are an awesome company because they do great things around the world and because they bring you great coffee. Spiels, would you have your uh, Hunter's Blend this morning? Nicaraguan Blend this morning. Nicaraguan Blend this morning. That gets us into the fact that they buy their coffee direct from growers around the world. Nicaragua, Thailand, Indonesia. They do great things. They pump money into the local economy. That money gets recycled. You get great coffee, and they fulfill their ministry uh, obligations. Not obligations, but calling, I should say. There you go. So uh, give them a call via the web, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. You'll get 15% off and fantastic coffee, light, medium, dark roast. You can grind the beans yourself if you like, or you can have them roast it for you and vacuum seal it or get it in K-Cups, which is Mr. Spielman's preferred method. Of- it
1: is. is It's much easier. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's not a whole mess because I'm just terrible and clumsy and if I get to grounds or, like, end up on the floor and in the counter, and then it somehow ends up in my food or on my hands or in my clothes, and I smell like rotten coffee all day. Not oh. that the hemisphere is rotten coffee.
0: My but. daughter likes it when I pick up coffee for friends of mine. She leaves the coffee in her room, wow. even in the vacuum-sealed bags, because she said it just smells so good what? in there. Coffee's, uh, coffee smells Maybe great. she can use it on her eyes to get a new door, get, to get, get rid of door. the putrid color. Yeah, I'll pass that along. Grandma hey. claims she likes the door color. I wow. think grandma oh, that's is. That's just grandma's being Grandma. You know, there are white lies and there are grandma lies. White lies are ones where you, you know, you don't want to say something that'll hurt somebody. Grandma lies are lies where she doesn't want to hurt her grandchildren. So the, the, she claims yeah. she likes the door, but I don't think she the
1: does. The grandma, the perfect grandma in the grandma behavior is Marie Barone. Now, you don't know who that is, but Marie. I do. That's right. Everybody loves Raymond, right? Everybody loves Raymond. That's. Right? <laughs> That's uh, how my grandmother was. I could never do it wrong in either of their eyes, right? It was always Can you somebody imagine else's what fault?
0: Uh, Ray Barone's father would say about that front door? <laughs> I cannot.
1: Hey, I have to ask yeah. you. Um, you mentioned about a calling. Have you been able to, on your radio show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, being able to uh, inject
0: your faith-based uh, uh, portion of you into that show yeah that's my i think that is where now that you mention that that's that's really helpful i told you when we started that i don't feel like i've found the right rhythm yet yeah that's probably the rhythm i'm trying to find is here's the thing 98.9 fm which my show airs 5 to 7 p.m monday through friday is owned by salem media which is a christian owned company but own a lot of
1: radio stations they
0: way. own a lot of radio stations nationwide There are two more in the building that they own, 95.9 The Fish, which is a Christian music station, and 880 AM WRFD, where they'll, throughout the day, like right now it's 7 o'clock, I I don't know who they have on at 7, but they'll have, I think it's J. Vernon McGee now, and then Chuck Swindoll, and Charles Stanley, and Mm -hmm. you know, they have family life today. So they have a lot of Christian programs that are about a half hour long. And then at 3.30 in the afternoon, they have uh, a gentleman by the name of Bob Bernie, and Bob does a show for two and a half hours live. Now, Bob, it's a Christian talk station. So, Bob, I've not been told I can't do it. I could do it if I wanted to. I just feel like Bob is servicing that element. If you want to have the Bible and scriptural principles applied to every topic, our Salem Media stations in Columbus have a show for that. Right. My station will have, at this hour, Hugh Hewitt, then Mike Gallagher, then Charlie wow. Charlie Kirk from Noon to One, uh, Dennis Prager from One to Three, Dr. Seb Gorka from Three to Five. That talk is, Gallagher will share his faith on the air occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the right mix of injecting faith into my discussions about current events. Because... I can't presume that everyone who listens is a believer and will want to hear that no. prism applied to everything but when I, it's impossible for me to discuss some current social issues without explaining my faith because my faith is the lens through which I view everything and and filter my thoughts
1: okay I want to give you a suggestion and okay. what I would do if I were in your situation because you're not going to interject your faith throughout the whole show, or nor should you. Because I, I don't think it's.
0: I have shared that on the air, by the way. In the first segment I did last I, Monday, I listen I, to yeah. you. Yes, I support you. Thank you. I'm like didn't call in. I noticed, but neither oh. here nor there. I try to. I got another job
1: <laughs> to work myself out of debt for paying for a new garage door. Now you're about halfway there. But, <laughs> but uh, listen to my suggestion, okay? I suggest throughout the show that you just, one simple thing, and either it's going, whenever the, most people are listening, so I imagine that would probably be around, I don't know, just if normal drive
0: time would be 5.30. I'm going to say 5.25 and probably just after the six o'clock hour. I would, I would just do just a verse of the day. I thought about doing at the end of every hour a wisdom for the day, so it's. Could be from the Bible, or it could be something that someone. That, yeah, or say. okay,
1: I'll go with that. Yeah. I think you should do that. Okay, I, I think you I've been do thinking that. about that because yeah. I think it, at least it's either at the start or at the end of a segment, or at the end of the show. But at least it gives people something to ponder or think of. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I'm, I'm going from experience. I think from our podcast where, you know, people enjoy whatever verse that we send mm-hmm. or say or talk about in a certain segment. Now we go into it just a tad deeper and we share personal experiences of how that verse works, but, uh, we'll see. I've, I have had a very, uh, interesting experience. And I think this is important. So I want to get into this now, if you don't mind. It's no, our pardon. faith portion of the podcast yeah. Do we
0: do it at the end of every podcast. So, uh if you're not of a, faith mindset you should know what's coming we hope you'll listen and this is who we are all the time and we don't always share about it when we talk sports but we do at the end of your podcast
1: i work with somebody right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i'm not going to say who this person is because there's a lot of people on our crew and they know that every saturday night they know that i'm looking at to go to a church, mm-hmm. you know, and this person comes up to me, not embarrassed but timid, like mm-hmm. and they ask, Are you going to church tonight? I said yeah and i and I said, uh what's going on? and this person says, I need you to pray for this family member, and this person doesn't have a faith, but it I just found it compelling. In humbling that this person doesn't have a very strong faith, or might be agnostic, or might be just mm-hmm. you know, I know there's some greater being out there, or just in case it's true, yeah, or it, yeah, but and you know, instead of like hammer hammering that person with you know you accept god right now or you know with with the fire and brimstone i just smiled at the person and said of course i will but only if you give me as many details as you feel Mm -hmm. comfortable to share and so um i go and you know i in the Catholic Church, you can light candles. It's time uh, reflection and all that, and it's a you know they're all looking for donations all the time. So you pay sh- ship a f- few bucks in the slot there and light a candle, and and so I I uh, honored my obligation, but I, I felt so useful and humbled, and that somebody saw in me the confidence. To ask me to pray for one of their family members. And I just think that is one of the coolest things that can happen to us. You know, without... And it's the perfect example of what we're trying to achieve by exposing who we are and what we believe but never imposing it. And there was another person on the crew, and this this goes to, again, back to exposing, like, when I go to church, I carry this little book of prayers mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll carry a little rosary, and this other person, and I don't, not to all the meetings, but like if I'm going to the church, I'll drop it off at the meeting, because I usually come right from, I go right from meeting to the church, or I come right home, or right to the meeting, leaving church, And this person saw that, then asked me, uh, do I go to church? And the following week, this person came up to me and said, you know, you, I went to church this past weekend because you reminded me of who I was. That's great. So that's the thing that I want to encourage people. And I, I picked out this verse this morning for this particular moment. Is that you're never going to know when God will use you? I don't know, and I might not know the results mm-hmm. of what uh, I was asked to do. I might not. If this person didn't feel comfortable coming up to me and, and said that I I went to church, I went back to church because you did, or because I saw that you did, mm-hmm. not because I did. You know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, um. This When I read this this morning, I thought, this has my, been my experience, right? I don't believe there are any accidents. I believe that I'm with these people at this time for this exact moment uh, for either me to be used or for them to lift me up mm-hmm. in one way or another. And, it, and it, we've said this verse on the show before. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me and so we i believe are vessels and like messengers right i I believe that we are messengers uh, apostles or disciples Mm -hmm. more accurately that uh hey he's knocking you know and this is the perfect example of by me just carrying a little bible or a rosary from church to the meeting This person realized that God was knocking at their door. Hey, come back home. It's okay. I'm not mad at you, right? I think that's the thing people people always get caught up in the lie that God's going to be angry at them, or what? Why would I go to church? I haven't been there for years. You know, I don't deserve to go. There's self pity, which I do think is a satanic trick that is used, that's telling you that you are not loved, you are not worthy, you made too many mistakes, you've turned your back on me for too long, then you tell yourself, he'll never want me back. And I'm here to tell you that is lie upon lie upon lie. And Romans 8.38 explains that to us. And that's the verse, for those of you listening at home, that um, nothing can separate you from the love of god and i'm paraphrasing here a little mm. bit but i know this is in it that it's, it's that the most compelling thing about that verse is that neither death nor life can separate you yeah. once angels, god loves you name no, angels demons death principalities life, whatever, kings whatever nothing, yeah nothing nothing so,
0: above or below it says and yeah.
1: so humble yourself and you are all of you are worthy and
0: even if you even if you
1: are angry just by acknowledging and you know there's God and you're angry at God, just by acknowledging God, he's not He's not going away. He's not. He can't. It's, it's not his nature to abandon. He will not abandon you. He's never abandoned you. You might feel like it. Even Jesus felt like he was abandoned.
0: That is the thing that just amazes me so much when I contemplate the character of God and his essence is love. And it took me a while to understand and come to grips with the fact that, you know, you talk about people wouldn't go back to church because they haven't been in a while, so they're uncomfortable. And that's how we conduct ourselves in human relationships. You know, I I do something to get me out of relationship with a person so the interaction is fractured. It's weird. It's, you know, whether it's right. a quarrel with your family or your spouse or whatever, it's it's like fractured and you can have a fractured relationship with God but we're always the ones who magnify that to the point where we yeah. feel we can't go back his unfathomable patience with us yeah, that's believe great. me i i made him wait on me i've made him i've made him wait on me for 30 plus years See, at the start of my life
1: i'm going to i'm going to i want to ask you to build on that for a second because when i look at you or people that know you or listen to you over all these years right over all these years would say Bruce Hooley's faith is amazing mm. he I don't know about no that. I'm d- okay. see, but just yeah but that's what that what's what people think but you're for you to share that you have felt like God. I, I don't know if you, I felt like God's, I knew, I never felt that there isn't a God, but I felt like, God, well, you're not hearing me. You're abandoning me. I'm right here. I know you're there. What,
0: what are you doing? For the first 30 some years of my life, there were many times I had a great desire to connect with him. And I just felt like a, a plug that didn't fit in the wall. Like I just couldn't connect. I thought there has to be more than this. And there was more than that. Right. My failure to connect was tied to my own misunderstanding of I have to be good before he'll connect with me. And then when I finally really dug into the Bible and read that when he hung on the cross and said, it is finished, that meant he's done everything necessary for me to be acceptable in God's sight. and All I have to do is receive. I don't have to do Now, once I receive, I'm so blown away by the fact that I'm given that, that I want to change my life. I want to thank him. And there were times after that period where I went cold, dormant, dead for long periods of time. And always in those periods of time, I got distracted. I got preoccupied. I got... I, I while well, I'm doing life, I'm getting up early in the morning, I'm doing this and I'm trying to make a living. And I'm, and it wasn't that any point in there, I never doubted. I never was like, no, no I, never, I don't never, want that. Right. It was just like I didn't prioritize right. time with him. And what happens when you don't connect with someone? Your relationship suffers. But I came to realize here in the last two years that God's love for me never changes. It doesn't. Like, my, the the f- connection to him that I feel changes because I don't devote, in those periods where I'm dead and dormant, I don't devote myself to connecting with him. So I feel like he doesn't love me. He still loves me. It's that I don't feel that connection. And I would say the same to people who haven't accepted Christ as their Savior. That's the amazing thing to me is God's not waiting for you to come to him, to love you. He loves you right now as much as he can. And he's just waiting for you. That's the verse Chris shared. I stand at the door and knock. Mm -hmm. He's waiting for you to invite him in. His very essence with every single person in the universe is he loves them as much as he can possibly love them. And he's waiting for you to come to him. He's, I always say, God's a gentleman. He waits for you to invite him into your life. And when you do, I will come in, eat with him. And that's a that's a metaphor for we'll have fellowship together. We'll have mm-hmm. a connection. We'll have a relationship. We'll talk like old friends. It's um,
1: interesting that you said, uh, um, when, I, when I think about that, like it, when he said, it is finished. And what really snapped me out of it and humbled me to no end was when my friend Dave Pash, aforementioned, by the way, mm-hmm. when I wouldn't forgive myself. Right. I know there's listeners out there that aren't forgiving themselves or feel like they don't deserve anything or feel like they're not good enough, so they say, the heck with it. I'm just going to continue down this road. Well, well that's be, right. We
0: don't deserve it, but we're given it.
1: Right. Then, And I shared this with you, and this is probably uh, the most powerful uh, thing that somebody said to me, and it's very simple. He said, You know, the ego on you is amazing. (laughs) I go, what are you talking about? And I know I've shared this with you many times, but somebody might be hearing this for the first time. That um, apparently Jesus dying on the cross isn't good enough for you. All you do is you keep grabbing the hammer and nails, and you keep nailing them to the cross. He already told you it's done. It's finished. Either you believe that or you don't believe it. And stop crucifying him. He already did it. But you just keep wanting to crucify him. And man did that hit home. That's a me. powerful statement. It is. Yeah. It is. And so I'm all asking all you, hey, it's it's okay, man. You don't you don't have to keep hammering him to the cross. You're good. Yeah. Um in closing, mm-hmm. I've been checking my phone all day yesterday and all day. Last night and this morning, mm-hmm. and not a word from my very dear friend Bruce Hooley on my birthday yesterday. But hey, I am the kingmaker, and a king can't be bothered with his lowly peasants.
0: I did not know that <laughs> yesterday was your birthday until late last night when somebody on a Buckeye site wished you happy birthday. Oh, hey, it's all right, man. And it's I a- tried to share that with all the people people who I don't me. keep score. I know you don't. <laughs> love keeps no record of wrongs. But, but is once a, again, but Spiels is about 50% of the way <laughs> to paying for that garage door. <laughs> but once again, I get no love from you. Happy birthday to the you know 4 time Pro Bowler, <laughs> College Football Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Fame nominee. Uh, thank you, Fox right. NFL analyst. <laughs> And all around co-author. Great, all around great guy. Yes, and co-author. Absolutely. I forgot to tell you about Stan and the people at Willis Spangler Starling. Remember their name. WillisAttorneys.com. They're great people. You guys are great for listening to us. Hope you got a laugh and some good information and some inspiration out of today's podcast. We love doing it with you and for you. So have a great day. We'll talk to you Wednesday.